0: Welcome back to Cartoon Time Machine. I am Scarlett. I am Katie. I think I'm pointing in the wrong direction on the Zoom, but that doesn't matter. Because today, we are uh, talking about our final era of Cartoon Network, which means we are... <laughs> That's the sound of a Cartoon Time Machine, parking square in the present, where we talk about the modern era of Cartoon Network and all the shows that are either still on the air or have ended recently and have overall formed the modern picture of what Cartoon Network is. Uh, There's definitely a lot of shows in this group that I know I love, I know Katie loves, and it's really interesting having now gone through these previous eras to see what led us up to this point. So Katie, what what, what, what is the first cartoon that we consider starting this modern era?
1: Well, so we get into... What year are we in now? 2014, 2016. I believe we stopped with 2014 last kay. time. Okay, we're in like 2015, 2014. So we're we're in Check It 4.0, the fourth rebranding of the same thing.
0: Yo, what is with the Check It thing? Like, why why? Would it that, lasted six why, years. Why does that deserve so many different variations? And why can't we bring back CN City?
1: Unclear. Maybe they decided it wasn't. uh monetarily smart to completely redesign their logos every, like, two years.
0: That's valid. I don't know, I think that was just a fun part of all those previous eras, is that there were such drastic differences in designs. Also, like, the CN City bumper would do great for a lot of the modern shows, because they have such striking locations. You get the Treehouse from Adventure Time, you can get the Temple from Steven Universe, the Woods from Over the Garden Wall, whatever. Hashtag, hashtag bring back the end city. That's my
1: main argument
0: here. Anyway, we can keep arguments later.
1: Okay, so in check at 4.0 slash 4.5, uh, we have still Adventure Time, still Regular Show, still Gumball, still Teen Titans Go, Uncle Grandpa still exists, Steven Universe, and Clarence. Those are all going strong. In 2015, we get Wee Bear Bears. I love Wee
0: Bear Bears. Have have you seen any of it yet, Katie? I I know you've
1: talked about it a lot. I have seen uh, various clips on the Cartoon Network YouTube channel. Uh, Sometimes when you're very bored and it's a pandemic, you go down a rabbit hole of Cartoon Network YouTube clips. Don't you mean a bear hole? (sighs)
0: If you're listening to this anywhere other than YouTube, you should just see the look of utter disdain Katie is giving me right now. They that was are a bad not amused by that pun.
1: <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> I have seen the origin clips on YouTube, and the baby bears are adorable.
0: Yes, it's it, one, of, one of the most genius uh, marketing, but also just like storytelling moves that We Bear Bears did. that they regularly interspersed a lot of like origin stories like adventures with the three main character bears as babies so you could just they're not really that connected you know you could you could form some kind of continuity in your head but they're really just meant to be episodic little bits with some adorable baby bears and it is so cute and so lovable and it, it just so smart they're getting in their own we baby bears spin off this year i believe covid willing please uh which i'm i'm not i'm also not sure about because i kind of like the baby bears in small doses like you didn't really know when there was going to be a baby bears episode it would just pop up um but in terms of the main continuity uh we there bears is just a really interesting uh it is an interesting modern cartoon network show in that it's it's once again that good blend of surrealism uh for example there's really no explanation for why these three bears are living right outside a city and are interacting with people, mostly as if it's normal, but there's no, it, it's not like one of those cartoons where there's just animals interacting with humans. Like the bears are the only bears we see. And occasionally there will be people who say things like, why are there bears here? Um, so it's a, it's, that one, it's a nice little mix of surrealism and, and realism there. Uh, but also in the way that through that surreal setting, it does a great job at explaining uh, to kids uh, a more mature series, issue, which in this case is how minorities feel in America uh, the creator I believe is Korean, there's a strong Korean influence in the mm-hmm. show um, there's a Korean main character who's voiced by the same voice actress who is, uh, plays Ruby in Steven Universe, I always forget her name but she has a delightful voice and I just I love when she's in everything um, and it, it's, it's a very interesting take on what it's like to mostly fit into a culture but still you know, occasionally have that feeling of otherness and does so in such a way that I think kids can really relate to in a similar way that Steven Universe helped kids sort of who had possibly never met an LGBT person understand what that is and what that's like. Uh, we Bear Bears does a great job of explaining that sort of cultural divide that can come from being a bear in a human city or a non-white person in a majority white city. Um, and meanwhile, there's some pretty brutal takedowns of millennial general z culture, uh, despite the fact that these, the bears live in San Francisco and they get involved with all the trendiest, stupidest things. Uh, there's one, one of my favorite episodes is the three bears are trying to make their reservation to a trendy chicken and waffle place, and one character cannot for the life of them explain what's so special about chicken and waffles and why they need to be there, other than the fact that it's trendy and if they miss their reservation, they are so screwed. Um, but there's also an episode where they get obsessed with tote bags and just it's a really clever show that didn't need to be clever it kind of just needed to be cute and i appreciate that it took the extra mile um they had a movie a few years ago or not a few years ago i think it was last year time is meaningless in quarantine um, <laughs> but they had a movie that took a a, a sharp turn into ta- ta- teaching about why deporting children is wrong and had a very clear children in cages allegory at the end where one of the main characters is absolutely forced in a cage by the US government and it's frightening and they're all trying to like get across the border to Canada the whole time, it's kind of uncomfortable in ways that I have honestly never felt watching a Cartoon Network thing, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, I highly recommend it, but it it gets darker than you really want it to be really quickly. (laughs)
1: We're going to say that a lot in this next 40 minutes of us we talking. absolutely are.
0: That's, that's going to be the tone of this, of this section.
1: Absolutely, I was <laughs> just going to say I like the polar bear who's quiet and uh, was uh, apparently raised by an old Russian man. I love, I love Ice Bear so much. I, I just have right. he, he, some... nev- he
0: never speaks as a baby bear. He speaks as an adult.
1: Mm-hmm. But very yeah, well, infrequently. No,
0: same idea. Yes. But... He, he, yeah, he, he, speaks, he speaks occasionally. He only refers to himself as Ice Bear. He doesn't say I or me. He just speaks very stilted, very monotone. Ice Bear doesn't like that. Ice Bear wants to do that. It's, just, it's funny every time he does it. It's great. Um, Bobby Moynihan plays Panda, which is lovely. He's got a great voice for voice acting. It's, a, it's an overall just a really great show, and I'm excited to see what they do with the spin-off series.
1: All right. Sorry. So, what's
0: our what's our next show on the on the list? Now the that we've talked about We Bare Bears and why everyone should watch
1: it, <laughs> the next one is the Powerpuff Girls reboot from 2016. Not a highly I've seen a rated. Bit of it. Yeah, it's not highly rated.
0: Yeah, it. Have you watched any of it, Katie?
1: I have not. I have heard it does not capture the love of the original quite as well.
0: It's not. Bad. It's just it doesn't have a lot of the punch that the original had. I, again, I don't watch the whole series. I've you know seen a few episodes here and there. It it has it has a lot of good elements. Uh, the action is really strong. The animation is really good, especially compared to you know the original from the early two thousands. It's not hard to beat something from that era of animation, but it does. It's very colorful, very appealing looking. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't quite have the 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 edge that the original Powerpuff Girls had it's sort of feels like more of a standard superhero adventure story. It definitely feels some of the influence from Teen Titans Go, uh, take that what it's worth, but it's, it's definitely not as funny. Um, so, you know, it, I think it's, it's good for kids. I think if you're, if you're a, a, you know, a child, I think you'd probably enjoy it a lot. Um, but I think, uh, you know, unlike the original Powerpuff Girls, I think older children, you know, maybe eight and up, probably would be bored pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know that's a lot fine, about that's it.
0: That's my take on Powerpuff Girls.
1: The only yeah, thing I know fine, is you know, from it's
0: more, yeah.
1: our original look is that uh, him was the same, and that's what matters. Yes,
0: him, him, I think the, one of the, like, the three episodes I saw was a him episode, and him delights, no, ma- no matter what he's in, if, if anything, they definitely made him gayer, um, <laughs> just because he has become an icon, and I approve, I highly approve of him as an icon.
1: Fair, fair. So now we get into Dimensional, which ran technically concurrent to check it for a little bit, but we'll ignore that fact and just go through everything. Most of it is shows ending for a little bit. We have Adventure Time ending in 2018, regular show in 2017, Amazing World of Gumball ends in 2019. This is not in order and I don't like it. This is what I've been given. (laughs) lego ninjago masters of spinjitsu still exists and has been running since it premiered and i'm kind of surprised about that
0: kids always love a good ninja show
1: ninjas action lego cartoon network boy show classic yeah. combo i watched a little bit of it it's not that great <laughs> but did i like lego yeah. yes i
0: mean it seems like it does its purpose right like if you're a lego kid i feel like you're gonna you're I've never met a Lego kid who wasn't really into Legos. That's the thing. Like, if you're a Lego kid, it is a personality element, I feel like.
1: You're not wrong. To be fair, I, I mean, was very I was mad. i kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was very mad when Lego Ninj- Ninjago came out because it had replaced some of the old, original, better Lego sets of similar veins that were some of my, my brother's and my cousin's favorite sets. So I've uh, never forgiven Lego Ninjago. Also... Exactly. See, I wasn't message, allowed to a have Lincoln Logs. Lego
0: Kid sentiment.
1: Yeah, oh, I wasn't allowed to have Lincoln Logs, so
0: well,
1: they're okay, very well, dangerous. We'll that
0: another time. I don't know why you would not be allowed Lincoln Logs.
1: I had a bunk bed. At one point, my father was a young child. He fell off a bunk bed while chewing on a Lincoln Log. He was quite young, so I'd say that's a very dangerous thing to do.
0: All right, why don't we move on to the next one?
1: <laughs> Uncle Grandpa ends <laughs> in twenty seventeen.
0: Later, but for now. <laughs>
1: Uncle Grandpa ends in 2017. Steven Universe ends in 2019, and it has a movie, and it's all very sad.
0: Yeah,
1: we can talk more about that. <laughs> you have we might, we to might have to
0: talk about the movie at some point.
1: We'll have a separate Steven Universe episode. I don't yeah. know why we're avoiding we'll have it. A
0: Steven Universe episode, absolutely. Uh,
1: it gets sad, and we have opinions on the sequel after the season opinions. after after the movie. Have feelings. Mixels ended October of twenty sixteen. Tom and Jerry's show came back to Cartoon Network from Boomerang for a little bit, and then immediately left a month later. Oh. Clarence and sneak gone?
0: In... Was someone like asleep at the switchboard and Tom and Jerry ran onto the TV for a month? And then someone's Apparently, like, Oh
1: gotta oh, get these guys yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. Uh We Bear Bears ends in twenty nineteen. Looney Tunes also comes back for a month in 2019. I guess they must have done a month of like Hanna-Barbera bear cartoons. That's
0: got to be it. Yeah.
1: Uh Powerpuff Girls ends in 2019 very quietly because uh I think Cartoon Network didn't want to say we canceled it because all the people who liked the old show were review bombing us and didn't like the new version.
0: I, I remember when I was there. There was there was definitely a market marketing pushes that were happening in the summer of 2018. Still, so, so people still had faith in it. I think, but you know, it's it, 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 it's you know, it's reboots are always hard, no matter what studio you're at. You know, for every every Ducktales reboot, you have a Powerpuff Girls that you know, even if it's not really bad, it's just it's hard to live up to the original, and you're gonna you're gonna piss off people no matter what. So, you know. Kudos to everyone who worked on it. Like I said, it wasn't a bad show, I don't think. It's just hard to live up to something that is so nostalgic for so many people.
1: Very true. Teen Titans Go! is still going strong, though. That's a reboot.
0: That will never end. (laughs) (laughs) That's Cartoon Network Spongebob. It's absolutely Cartoon Network Spongebob. It's on 24-7. If you turn on Cartoon Network, you are pretty much guaranteed to get Teen Titans Go! It, you know, it's such a—it's the format is such that they could absolutely keep going forever because it's episodic absurdity. So there's there's nothing that is a going to be a fixed ending for it. It's like The Simpsons, like like SpongeBob. It will it will last forever, and Cartoon Network's making a ton of money off of it. So there's no reason to believe they'd want to end it. Whatever. Fair. It's like I said last time. It's funny. If it, if you. you if you think you might like it if you like funny shows you should watch it and not do what i and many other teen titans fans did which is initially denounce it and hate it and say this is the worst thing ever because you haven't seen it yet
1: <laughs> what a thrilling like strong <laughs> go watch it from you there yeah uh, the next one I is I unikitty mean, I, feel, I
0: feel guilty i feel guilty Aww. Well, Unikitty's kind of fun.
1: Unikitty in 2018 <laughs> until kind of 2020.
0: Unikitty is cute. I, you know, it's one of those things that yeah, it's probably not going to appeal to a mass audience because it is just very cute. But it's it's a spinoff of the Lego Movie with the character of Unikitty, and it's very loud, and it's very bright, and it's very colorful, and I don't know. I enjoyed watching it. I haven't seen that many episodes of it. I've probably seen about as many as I've seen of Powerpuff Girls, but I had fun watching it. It was bright. It was weird. If you like bright, weird shows, I'd give it a try.
1: Fair. The next is Mighty Magiswords, in 2016 until 2019. I don't know.
0: I'll see that. Yep, I've seen things of that. That strikes me as another very boy-centric
1: show. It has "mighty" in the title, magic and swords. Yes.
0: Yeah, you know, it kind of does sound like they were doing like Mad Libs in the writers' room <laughs> and trying to figure out what are the what are the three syllables that are are most uh, are most appealing to young boys. I, I think that's a lot.
1: As the two of oh, us oh, who has ever it's the
0: first online original series.
1: Oh. Wow. Wow.
0: So it. Oh, so it started as an online series and then got picked up on TV. So
1: Does it have magic and swords?
0: It looks like it has both magic and swords, yes.
1: Who go on hilarious adventures and crazy quests to collect magical swords.
0: It, it, it sounds like it should be a video game, but they made it into a TV show, which, again, is probably incredibly appealing to boys to have there be, like, adventure quests to collect things, you know, that... That that's such a boy concept. Although, look, from the looks of it, it does seem like one of the one of the two protagonists is a rather busty lady. So definitely, you know. So it sounds that, very
1: similar it. to a comic that exists, and I still see, as I am often on the D and D threads. There's just a comic about weird random swords, and this sounds very familiar.
0: People like k- kids like swords. Everybody I like swords. Swords are fun you know swords are good swords are good things for children that's gonna be our stance on this show
1: more <laughs> hey, swords kids,
0: play with swords <laughs>
1: uh the next up is justice league action i am capable of speaking the english language and therefore no, you're not. qualified podcast host
0: I've um, justice league action just on youtube it's it's fine have you seen any of it katie
1: no not 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 a dc action person so this is where we need you
0: surprisingly for a series entitled action it seems like it's much more comedy focused than Mm. most of the previous iterations of the justice league um interesting it's you know it's cute it's got a lot more in common with like batman the brave and the bold uh which you know wasn't a huge that wasn't a huge uh, draw for me but if you were the type of person who liked that series, I think you'd probably like Justice League action. It's, it's cute. It's fine. You know? It's definitely, again, also got some inspiration from Teen Titans Go in that you know, goofier, slightly more absurd uh, comic book uh, story. It's okay. Right.
1: Next we have My Night and Me from 2017 until la- slightly later in 2017 when it got moved to Boomerang.
0: Yep, don't know what that is.
1: Fair. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs.
0: Also, didn't last very long series. before
1: it went to Boomerang.
0: I'm surprised they moved that to Boomerang, but yeah, it's, you know, I I I, I heard they'd made that into a series, and then I didn't really hear anything else about it, so I kind of forgot it was made into a series. I, hope it was I, it. I like only
1: ever's watched the first one. First movie, alright, past that, didn't care. Also, it really feels like Boomerang at this point in Cartoon Network has just become the Cartoon Network graveyard <laughs> of shows that aren't doing well in Cartoon Network, but they might have like extended for a little bit longer than they meant to, and they're like, well, we no longer want to give you- you can either have- well, I guess since they have like Adult Swim, there's no Cartoon Network like Nickelodeon where you can be like, you're in the 3am slot now, so they just need to give it to someone yeah. else. Uh, yeah, no, next there's up,
0: definitely. There, there's definitely a loser's
1: pile there. <laughs> oh, totally. Next up, we have Ben 10. We've just gone back to the name Ben 10. We've just, like, stopped renaming the series. Uh, this premiered in well, 2017, and it's, it's still full, going. I think
0: now it's a full reboot. Oh, I this think, one's like, a this reboot. One's like reboot. Yeah, I, 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 I think. Don't quote me on okay. that because I can't well, follow let's the find one out. Ben 10. But yeah, I, I think the idea is they, like, they redo the origin story <laughs> and everything.
1: It's the fifth iteration in the Ben 10 series, and it serves as a reboot of the original Ben 10.
0: There we go. Okay. Okay. Which is so funny to me, because like, like we've been pointing out, some iteration of Ben 10 has been continuous on Cartoon Network, I, I think without pause, since the original series came out. So it's wild to me that there's a small child watching the reboot of a show that is... To their mind, is still going on because kids kids are never great at figuring out when a show is ended versus when a show is still going because uh, they don't make you know big fanfare release that things are being you know ended or whatever. Um, so it's it's very funny to me that they could just be watching like, oh a new episode of Ben Ten Omniverse or whatever and suddenly it's like back to the beginning. Like that's a that's a weird situation to be in as a kid, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. Oh, the animation is so weird. Like, the animation of Ben it, Ten it has just gotten worse like, over the modern years.
0: Cartoon network.
1: It's in that it it, it has the feeling it's simple. going after Teen Titans Go, kind of smaller characters, cute aesthetic. But I gotta say Ben Ten first series might have had one of the better animations of all of it. We've gotten worse. We've gotten much worse.
0: It's, it's definitely, there's definitely an animation style you use for action versus an animation style you use for comedy and the, you can definitely tell the new animation style is geared towards comedy. Like you said, it's got you know, the smaller characters, bigger heads, bigger eyes, you know, wider Looney Tunes style expressions, unlike the original series where the characters were like lankier and looked, looked like they had more normal bodily proportions so that you could have them in action sequences and it would seem more realistic. Um, Yeah, we've really changed the the vibe they're going for. Is they want more of a comedy? But we looking at the evolution of the characters throughout. No,
1: now I was looking at the voice actors uh, for our favorite game of Where's Tom Kenny? Just double checking if Tom Kenny's here. And guess what? (laughs) I found Tom Kenny.
0: Kenny?
1: (laughs) He's Gigo I'm guessing that's an alien.
0: Sounds like an alien. I'll give
1: you 25 cents if you guess who's the voice actor for Ben 10.
0: Is it Tara strong still?
1: It is Tara strong. Or owe you twenty-five cents?
0: <laughs> Yay! Um,
1: we also have it was
0: originally Tara strong, right? Or was or was this a new? Or was I a, don't know? Or was it actually a boy? I don't know. For some reason, I I, I can hear I can hear Timmy Turner and Ben Ten's
1: voice. We'll look that up on our own time. Our audience doesn't want to hear us play guest the voice actor all day. But I will say, you also Honestly, have Dee Bradley Baker. Honestly,
0: why are you here if you're not here to listen to us talk about voice actors like Tara Strong and Tom Kenny?
1: Got Dee Bradley Baker, Travis Willingham, Jeff Bennett, Rob Paulson. Oh, Jeff
0: Bennett. I love Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett always has to bring such an air of sophistication. He's like a discount Kelsey Grammer.
1: In general, they have a pretty strong cast list. Not gonna watch it, though. I lost interest after the first one.
0: (laughs) Again, I think that's part of the problem with rebooting something that I feel like has been around forever. Like, if I wasn't interested in the previous iterations, I'm probably not gonna be interested in this one, guys.
1: Yeah. But, now we can move into OKKO. KO Let's Be Heroes! From August 2017 to September 2019. Any thoughts on that?
0: I've seen some of this show. It's definitely not for me, but I can't say that it's bad. It's another one of those, oh, this is for boys, and a very specific kind of boy. And it's the kind of boy who I would have been annoyed by as a child <laughs> and irritated by as an adult. It's, it's a very hyper kid who really wants to tell you about his, his, the video game he's playing right now, but he's not that articulate so he has a tough time describing details of the world so you just get really lost but he's still talking at 100 miles a minute and you're just kind of stuck there listening to him that yeah. is the if what i just described to you sounds like your worst nightmare i think okay ko is probably not for you because if it, it feels like that half filled in video game that the kid is describing if that All makes I any
1: knew sense. All I knew is that OKKO has a ton of crossovers. That's all I knew about it.
0: They did one with Steven Universe, I know, and I think they did one with Mighty Magiswords as well. They did. Any any others that I'm forgetting?
1: Captain Planet and the Planeteers.
0: That came out of left field, okay. You might have to watch that one. being the big Captain Planet stan that I am.
1: Ghoul school.
0: Isn't Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School?
1: Yes. I think. Well, now I actually have to Here. watch that one. Don't worry. Here, you, are you ready for the rest of the list? All right, audience, you're yes, going to hear I'm me right talk real fast. I am Weasel. Hi-Hi, Puff, Puffy, Amayumi, Chowder, Ed, and Ed, Ed, The Moxie Show, Adventure Time, Regular Show, The What Putter Puff Girls, The Amazing World of Gumball, Uncle Grandpa, Secret Mountain, Fort Awesome, Johnny Bravo, Whatever Happened to Robot Jones, Conan, Quincy Sword. Symbiotic Titan, and Sunday Pants. And more! That's the only ones they listed.
0: So what I'm getting at is that every other episode of this show had to have been a crossover, right? Like
1: It seems wild. like this was a crossover based show.
0: I'm now just wondering how I managed to see episodes of this show that weren't crossovers.
1: That's impressive. That alone.
0: I think I, think I mostly saw like the first season, so maybe like they started doing it later, uh, maybe. and the show went on. but wow, that's a lot. And that's a lot, it's a lot also from shows that have been discontinued, which I, I kind of respect because that means that the creators were invested enough in those old shows that they, of their own volition, brought those things back in. It wasn't like a marketing push from Cartoon Network, or maybe it was, um, but the fact that they, like something like Ed, Ed and Eddie, or Kids Next Door, you know, we're sort of at the point now where these creators, you know, partially grew up with these series uh, these, you know, Cartoon Network notoriously hires younger people than a lot of the other studios. So, you know, some of these show, showrunners are in their late twenties. It's, you know, interesting just as when we're going to see it more and more to see the influence of those previous eras of Cartoon Network starting to be on the newer shows that are coming out, um, from just from people who watched those shows as a kid and are, are now influenced by them as adults. Uh, it's an interesting thing with a network as young as Cartoon Network, because, you know, they're going to be the last ones of the, of the big ones to start having that influence because obviously disney's been around forever nickelodeon's been around longer than cartoon network at least with their originals um so that's pretty interesting
1: yeah you know it makes me, me feel old
0: oh yes no we're very old. <laughs> we're, <laughs> no we're we are. old we're we're now closer we're now closer in age to the creators than to the target audience if that makes you feel old
1: I haven't had my quarter-life crisis yet. Please stop before it happens.
0: I'm going to initiate it on this show you watch.
1: Oh, no. Well, the next show is Apple and Onion, which premiered in 2018.
0: Apple and Onion is another one of those Adult Swim-adjacent shows that, like, add in a few more adult jokes, and this is an Adult Swim show. It's very weird, very random. The shorts are good. I've never seen a full episode in its entirety. I've seen, like half of a full episode and got bored it's that wacky absurdism it's got some regular show beats to it uh it's fine
1: (laughs) see we're now in the point of cartoon network where you know more about cartoon network than i do and most of the shows i watch from cartoon network are because you have said hey you should watch this show and i go "Eh, maybe i will maybe i won't and then i go i don't want to do this thing and binge the show I, I'm, I'm
0: very proud to be your procrastination enabler.
1: You've known that forever.
0: Oh, well, yes, obviously. I, I think I got you to watch Steven Universe like on a dare that you couldn't binge the whole series in a week, right?
1: Uh, it was something like that. You, I, you at least were pr- pr- prodding Some me on friends. to finish it faster than I should have. Um, I was writing my college thesis at that point. I should not have been binging Steven Universe in two weeks
0: yes yes you should have you should have been binging it
1: i did i finished it in two weeks writing well at that point i wasn't writing yet but
0: you are an impressive binger
1: i am our audience doesn't know this and
0: you are a binger i am yes
1: the next one up is craig of the creek in 2018 also what i don't know
0: so i've seen some craig of the creek it It is a sweet show. It has a sweet premise. The premise is there's a little boy and his friends who play make-believe down at the creek in their town and they have a lot of adventures and there's different like little cliques and there's like the horse girls and the kids who have tea parties and like the adventurer kids and the kids who build forts and it's a very, it, it feels nostalgic for a time that might never have existed if that makes sense. It has, no, no. It has sort of an Ed Ed and Eddie vibe. Yes?
1: You're, you're t- this sounds really similar to my actual childhood for seven years when I was living in the South and I and my neighborhood, we, we lived right by a, a crick and we and my friends, we were like middle school aged, would go crickin' in our free time. And there were some kids of different clicks. We went crickin'. We would uh, catch crawdads occasionally. Uh, there were alligator snapping turtles back there. Had to be careful of that. Also, uh, water snakes. Also had to be careful of those. Oh, also black widow spiders. It was very dangerous back there, and we should not have always been back there, probably. There was also... I should stop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was fun, other than the occasional wildlife.
0: Yeah, so my childhood was white picket fences and colonial houses in suburban Connecticut. So I did not have We've a curve to go crickin',
1: And that's a shame. Cricks are great.
0: I wasn't even allowed to ride my bike outside of our horseshoe neighborhood.
1: Okay. That, well, that's just sad. That was sad. for the
0: cars, not black widow spiders. In, in any case, that's not important. So, <laughs> so maybe you'd like Craig in a the Creek then it's, You know, I don't it's definitely not that funny, but it is sweet and I think little I think it's good for little kids to see, especially in this day and age, kids who are out there using their imagination. Uh it's not like the Backyardigans where like the world transforms around them into something wild. Uh which always felt like a cheat to me as a kid because I I know you're singing the theme song in your head. Um, Absolutely. But for me, I, I, as a kid, I didn't love Backyardigans because like there were, felt like there were zero stakes because the world was so fake. Uh, Craig of the Creek lives in a kind of heightened reality where you know you get a sense that, mo- that it's mostly real, but there's a little bit of added fantasy element, like the danger is upped just a little bit, um, and it, it's, 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 it's nice to see that kind of element of teaching kids that they should go outside and use their imaginations instead of sitting inside on the internet which is probably what the kids are actually doing these days instead of going cricking like you were doing or riding my bike in sad circles around a horseshoe which is what i was doing
1: i mean now we can't go outside <laughs> that's just outside. the time i had this fresh podcast.
0: TV... tv time wasn't until 5 p.m so i had to do something and there was one computer in the house and my older sisters were in high school and had to use it for homework and also IMing each other. So I I was either out, outside or I was just sort of sitting in the middle of the kitchen floor waiting for it to be 5 o'clock.
1: <laughs> well, the next show is Summer Camp Island, which premiered in 2018 and got moved to HBO Max in 2020. Okay. I don't know.
0: The best way I can describe Summer Camp Island is aggressively cute and that will either be a good thing or a bad thing depending on who you are but it is the sweetest most adorable thing I have ever witnessed the characters are so soft and friendly looking it's 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 just so they're so fun to look at they speak in these really soft comforting voices they have really nice safe adventures with like magical elements there's everything has a face and everything talks, um, and it's like exactly as disturbing and also cute as you want it to be. Like the main characters pajamas talk, and at one point he's, he's just going to bed and he's like, "Good night, pajamas," and the pajamas say, "Good night," back. And I don't know for some reason that's the thing I remember most, and it just it it kind of broke me inside. Like any amount of cynicism just kind of died because it was just so cute.
1: Okay, but then I'm, I click into the images and I see these animal, animal humans. it's unclear, uh standing in a semicircle, all dressed as witches, next to a yes, there
0: are witches involved, but it...
1: next to a book, I think attempting to summon Cthulhu.
0: Okay, so again, that might very well be the case. There are absolutely witches involved. There's a lot of witches and a lot of magic, but it's like it's cute witchcraft. If 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 I can if I can explain that right. So they're summoning. It is, Cthulhu? A Halloween. Imagining what witches do.
1: Okay, so they're summoning like you know the little cute squids that you're like, oh, you're real. They're summoning that version of Cthulhu. Okay.
0: Yes, so there are there are absolutely monsters in the woods, but they're, like, adorable monsters. Like, they're imagine they're all the Abominable Snowman from Monsters, Inc. That's the best way I can Aww. describe them. Like, every monster you encounter just kind of wants to be your friend and is a little bit upset if you get scared of them. So most of the main characters are just not phased and just are like, Hi, Sasquatch! How are you today? And they have, like, cute little magic lessons. It's like... It's like soft fuzzy Hogwarts, I think is a good way to describe it. But like you know, if Hogwarts was a summer camp, which is even more fun than in Hogwarts, because Hogwarts is a school, you have lessons, but they're just off at summer camp and they're having a fun time doing fun magic stuff where everything talks.
1: You know what this feels I like? Know. The complete like obviously really bad of... job of
0: articulating why the show is fun. Fair. Sorry, Kitty.
1: This is feels like the complete opposite like we've done a full 180 from over the garden wall that's the vibe it's giving me It's oh. just cute garden wall
0: it is absolutely the other side of the coin it is you know what it is it it's over the garden wall if the entire story was from greg's perspective i think like if you imagine over the garden wall being mostly from Wart's perspective summer camp island is what greg is viewing the world as
1: because I get the same vibe with the, like, everything's anthropomorphic. It's very I'm strange. just thinking of the pumpkins. We have missed Over the Garden Wall. It hasn't come up in the thing yet. That is a Cartoon Network show I have seen. Should,
0: should we talk about Over the Garden Wall now, then, since we, we transitioned into it so yeah, nicely? Yeah, that
1: feels like, an, it feels like an appropriate time.
0: And, and since you have seen it, and I've been talking about all these other ones, why don't, why don't you lead the discussion on, on Over the Garden Wall?
1: okay so over the garden wall is in my favorite area of cartoon network that i think they need to do more which is i thought cartoon network was for children <laughs> um <laughs> it's a 10 episode miniseries, correct
0: i think i want to say 10 yes
1: yeah so this is cartoon network's done a couple mini series where they like to try new things and the concept of over the garden wall is well as it sounds like they've kind of it's three characters you have greg wart and greg's frog because i'm forgetting the frog's name and the the
0: frog goes through many names in the series that's true
1: um and they get name i I forgot no okay and they all get lost in the woods and it's a adventure to find their way back and not die really is the big thing Like, they're being chased by a monster. You learn more about the monster, and it's really, there's like, there's demons, there's souls at stake, there's living pumpkin gods, potatoes and molasses.
0: Potatoes and molasses! So now that you've said the words potatoes and molasses, the song is going running through my head. (laughs) Guys, there is the biggest earworm in this show. There there are many horrifying elements of the show Where, like like Katie said, there's souls at stake, there's horrifying monsters, there's existential crises, there's adolescent angst. And yet, the most horrifying part of the show is that it will ruin both the words potato and molasses for you. Because once you've heard the song they sing about it, that song will never leave your head. It is living rent-free in your brain from then on out, and there is nothing you can do about it.
1: 100% every time I cook with molasses now. And I am a baker, so every so often this happens, and the song is stuck in my head the rest of the day. Also, we would like to put out a plea to Andrew Ray, uh, aka Binging with Babish, to please make potatoes and molasses for an episode.
0: Oh, please, please make potatoes and molasses, because frankly, n- both of those foods are foods that I'm kind of meh on. Like, I, There's obviously ways that I like potatoes. In In the context of the song, it's mashed potatoes, which is some food I'm very eh on. And molasses I like in baking, but I have like You eat it plain and it's just so bitter and gross. And yet the song makes potatoes and molasses sound like the most appealing thing in the world. So I really want to see how that turns out if it were made in real life. So yes, please do that binging with Babish. Uh, The thing that I love most about Over the Garden Wall is as a absolute fanatic for Halloween, best best time of the year, I I am absolutely a fan of the Halloween creep. I start Halloween in September 1. I love that this is the most fall-themed Halloween vibe show that I've seen in a while. I mean, the the, the color palette, the characters, the tone, uh, I think we, we, minor spoilers, you later learn that the events do take place on Halloween, um, but there are, it, the, the overall vibe really makes me think of, you know, growing up, like, going to school on Halloween, your teacher would, like, put on some kind of Halloween special or, you know, Charlie Brown type thing. It, it just it, it is a it's a warm feeling for someone who loves that those fall colors and that Halloween vibe so if, if if that's the kind of person you are which you should be because everyone should be as into Halloween as I am you should definitely watch over the garden wall for that I mean it's the the show itself is great but even watching it on mute I imagine would be like the most vibing thing you could possibly do like just to just to see the colors go by and just the absolutely stunning artwork i think i i personally think it's the best artwork cartoon network has ever done
1: it, it looks brilliant it's i like as, as well known i do not like bright computer animation this is not bright computer animation this is dark this feels real this is it has grit to it it was very nice to watch and well, for some reason, Scarlet seems to get happy vibes from this show. Uh, it definitely is a plot that's going to keep you on the edge of your like, you're going to want to watch quickly, because there's so much happening. There's a lot at stake in how they wrote it. No,
0: it, it's definitely a dark, creepy story. It's the, the warm feeling I'm describing is just from someone who loves the Halloween aesthetic and loves that creepy vibe. So that that it's it's completely at odds with with the warm feeling I get from something like Summer Camp Island. The warm feeling is like just nostalgia for. It, it brings me back to what Halloween felt like as a kid. Like. Do you remember, Katie, you know, when you were a little kid, you were going trick-or-treating, and your mom or dad was, you know, ten feet behind you, and you were running ahead, and it's pitch black, but they're spooky decorations, and you never knew which house you'd step up to, and there would be something scary that would pop out at you, and you're wearing your costume, and in your brain you think you look exactly like a witch, or a mummy, or whatever movie was popular that year and everything feels so creepy and a little bit evil, and you feel a little bit like you're not, you're you're somewhere you're not supposed to be, but you're there anyway. Like, that is the feeling of Over the Garden Wall, and it is fantastic.
1: I highly recommend it. I think it is one of the best series that Cartoon Network has probably ever produced. It's writing top-notch, art top-notch, I love miniseries. They're easy to watch. You can get them done quickly. There's no, like, I don't have to watch four seasons of this. Um, It's in the vein of Cartoon Network you can 100% enjoy as an adult. Because there are some of these shows we talked about, and definitely some that are coming out. I'm like, no one listening is probably going to watch these, but this is one everyone can watch.
0: Absolutely. Um... Honestly, it's very consumable as a movie because I think it's 10 11 minutes. So it's it's, weird yeah, it's if you just watch it all
1: at once. Yeah. It's 2 hours maybe. You could finish it in yeah. a day. You have it's 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 the pandemic, it's quarantine. You have a few more months. You make a I bowl of corn. Yeah. You get some ice cream, maybe your favorite drink. It could be an adult beverage, it could be a non-adult beverage. That's up to you. Get a um, plate of potatoes and molasses. Sit down, watch it. It's the same as watching a scary movie.
0: It's You know, I, I will take you one step further. I know you said it's your, one of your favorite Cartoon Network shows. It might be one of my favorite shows, period. I, I will say that. It's up there with Avatar for me on just shows if, that I, I think are so special and so rewatchable that I, I feel like I could watch it at any time.
1: Yeah, it's it's on a list of signs I want to rewatch, especially because I think we will probably do a deep dive episode into it at some point, point. Um, and it is we so easily will. rewatchable. Um, if we're talking just overall cartoon shows, because I don't want to get into the distinguishing things of TV shows in general, I would say it's probably one of the best, in my opinion, up there with Absolutely. like Avatar in terms of writing, style. We aren't on Avatar, but I think Avatar has some of the best styles of animation out there. Shocking to those who have been hard listening to this. Avatar. But also hard to those listening to my overall opinions. Shocking, right? <laughs> this is when you get your shocked Pikachu face on. But moving on from that our, uh, our spiel and our love for that show, we can now move on to a continual list of shows I don't think either of us have watched. You ready? next we get mega Try man me. <laughs> mega man fully charged nope. 2018 to 2019 my only question one my brother loved the mega man video games that was like four years ago i thought mega man wasn't popular anymore I when was the last is. time a not mega a man game was made uh, hard to get into mega I, man was atari that, that's, that's i'm pretty sure din-
0: din- that's like an 80s 90s nintendo thing right? it was not nintendo i
1: think it was atari oh
0: okay well I, case, I, I don't play video games. All don't. video games are Nintendo to me.
1: Yeah, that's why you're not invited to uh, the episode on the best cartoons in existence, the Super Mario Brothers show and The Legend itself.
0: No, we're definitely talking about that because that is... Sur- that is honestly, I think that's exactly as surreal for someone who hasn't played the games as for the, someone who has.
1: <sighs> but moving on didn't see mega man very confused why it exists currently total drama rama because we always gotta have some total drama on that premiered in 2018 and is still going
0: (laughs) if i remember correctly total drama rama is the version where they're all kids in preschool together so just like continuity out the window because like the original premise of the show was that they're all strangers coming together on a reality show and like i think like one or two of them had like a past history with each other but like whatever now they've all been together since kids it's like the Muppet Babies, I guess. I don't know. That's, that that is usually my least favorite genre of show, um, and I know it's weird saying that, coming off me talking about how excited I am for wee baby bears. But like, wee baby bears had a setup. Like it had it it had established in continuity that that was a thing that these baby bears were doing together. I I don't see what the point of total drama rama is. It's just the characters, but now they're babies. Like. I, I don't know man, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. I imagine it's roughly on the same tier as the other Total Drama series, which is to say, neither of us liked them.
1: I was okay with them, but not, like I didn't love them. Uh, but they are milking that IP for all it's worth. Alright. <laughs> Next up.
0: You go Cartoon Network.
1: Transformers, Cyberverse, 2018 to 2020.
0: Did not realize there was a that reason of a Transformers series but as we've established on previous shows we were not Transformers kids so
1: we have established that Transformers is for like children like f- five years younger than us who watch the movies or people right. about and five you know, years older than us yeah we're we're,
0: we're, we're, in, exact, yet we're in we're in the we're middle not, we're not, Right, we're not children of the 80s and early 90s, so we, didn't, we weren't around for when the original hype was there. We weren't, we were too old to really fall in love with the movies and to, you know, actually enjoy them. So, yeah, we're, we're in that, that ungainly period of late 90s, early 2000s kids who just weren't going to get into Transformers.
1: <laughs> also, we are film majors, so we are incapable of watching a whole Transformers movie without, like, imploding.
0: Yeah, that's valid. That's <laughs> absolutely valid. I, hear, I keep hearing Bumblebee is good, so I might have to I watch might, Bumblebee at some point.
1: I might be able to sit through Bumblebee. I could not sit through any of but the again, others. Most, I wouldn't Most implode. of what I've
0: heard from Bumblebee, most of what I've heard from people who watch Bumblebee is that, like, oh, it feels like a return to form for Transformers fans, or, like, it's deeply nostalgic for Transformers fans. So I feel like there's a whole element of Bumblebee we're just not going to get because we don't have any respect for the original.
1: Yeah. Well, next up is a weird one on Cartoon Network. And similar to, huh? Mega Man? This is Bakugan Battle Planet in 2018. I didn't think Bakugan was still a thing in 2018. I didn't think it was still a thing.
0: I don't think I know what Bakugan is. Okay. That sounds like, so. yeah, tell... give it, me the deep dive.
1: It's in a vein of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. You would have these magnetic cards that you would put out, and you'd have these little balls... Which had magnets on the bottom. And you'd roll them and you to get the magnet on the card. And out would pop your monster. It'd be like a robotic dragon. Uh, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh. I liked Pokemon. The games. I was never into the card game. Uh, and my brother was younger than me. So we had a little phase of Bakugan. I don't know where those things went. <laughs> we probably sold them. Uh, but I thought that was like six seven years ago so the fact that this show is apparently still on today
0: huh.
1: either i'm younger than i think or the, like new kids have found the old toys and are like "eh, hey, these are kind of cool and here we are today
0: are we at the age where like things that we liked as kids are nostalgic and quaint to the younger generation is that, like, the cup and ball? Remember when, like, kids were really into a cup and ball for a brief period of time because, like, you found them out like, a field trip to, like, an old tiny uh, living history museum? And you're like, oh, how cute. Children used to play with this cup and ball. I will play for a bit with this cup and ball and pretend that I am from this bygone era. Is that what kids are doing today with our favorite toys? Is there a kid running around with an ironic Polly Pocket right now? <laughs> Trump, please. Don't or at
1: least like things that.
0: like Polly Pockets. Like that. I don't know. Also, ironic Polly Pocket is absolutely going to be my girl band name. Do not take yeah. it from me. I
1: don't know. I haven't seen a lot of kids with like old Fisher-Price things, so I feel fine. But maybe that's just because I went to my grandparents a lot and played like with even older toys normally, so I don't know.
0: I feel like everyone's grandparent or like old aunt or something always had one antique dollhouse that you were not allowed to touch but would stare at longingly. Does that describe you? Did you ever ever encounter an old antique dollhouse you couldn't touch?
1: No, the antique dollhouse. It wasn't really that. Well, I guess it is antique now. Uh, I think my great-grandfather or grandfather built it for my mom and her sisters, but we were allowed to play with it. At least I was allowed to play with it. (laughs) my mom's side. I might have been one of the beloved grandchildren. Yeah, my
0: my aunt had one that belonged to, like, my great-grandmother, and I couldn't touch it.
1: We didn't have anything that old, and we definitely didn't have anything that old at my dad's place. Like, that was Fisher Price. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Wooden kitchen set. (laughs) Blackjack, when we got just old enough. Weebles wobble, but they
0: don't fall down.
1: And a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! was happening in those
0: days podcast not an old toys podcast although and maybe we one day will do cartoon toy tie-ins because that does sound like fun that is fun um, all
1: right next
0: Katie very excited what's, what's next on our list
1: dc superhero girls 2019 <sighs> you know what this sounds like this is
0: a pet peeve of mine <laughs> what
1: this reminds me of the fact uh that we had a show on Cartoon Network canceled because too many bu- girls bought the toys. They wanted marketed towards boys. So if this show was too many boys were buying the toys, would they cancel it? This is my question for you, Cartoon Network. Ugh. What's your double standard?
0: No, they you got this? The answer is they make different, they di- make different size toys for this. For, for reasons I do not understand, boys, car- boys toys are this big. Like boys action figures are this big. But to make them a girl toy, they have to be this big. I don't understand why, and this goes for like, like automobiles too, like a Barbie car is this big, and that's like a Barbie convertible, like everyone wants it, but like, like Hot Wheels are like this big. I don't, I don't get it, it's like, it's like a thing, it's like a thing that girls toys are always bigger, like American girl dolls are always like huge and ungainly, and you can't actually play with your other toys with them because it's so big. I don't know. So that's how the DC superhero girls look on shelves, because I've seen them. So they, they kind of just look like Barbies, which means you can't do action fun time with your little Batman toy, because your Batman toy is this big and your Batgirl is this big. Hate that. But in general, such a pet peeve of mine, I know, Katie's like sees me about to go on a rant, and I promise I'll keep this short. <laughs> but I have such a huge issue with like qualifying characters as these are the girls. Like, I hate the otherness of that, you know? I hate that it, because it it gives, like, a vibe of, like, oh, these guys are pretty tough for girls, you know? It's, by by separating them out like that, it feels like you're, like, giving, you're trying to bump them up and give them an advantage that they don't need. In this case, separating out the female characters from the boy characters so that the boy characters don't overshadow the girls. Like, we have to give them their own show because otherwise they'll, you know, everyone will just want to, you know, We don't know how to write girl characters as main characters when there are also boys involved. So we have to give them their own show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like similar vibes with how I didn't like the moment in, uh, in Avengers Endgame when all the women suddenly appear on the field together and have their girl power moment, even though it makes no sense in the context of the story. It's just like as if Marvel was saying like, Oh, we know these female characters can't stand on their own if we give them cool scenes in the battle because everyone will just be watching Spider-Man and Iron Man doing things. So let's have a moment where there's only them on screen and they're being badass so that we can say that we gave the girls their, their fair share of screen time. This is just a pet peeve for me. I, I, I've, honestly, I've only seen a little bit of the DC Superhero Girls. I've seen like shorts on YouTube. It feels fine. It's definitely in the same vein as Justice League action where these characters are more there for uh, comedy than they are for real action. Um, to their credit, it doesn't seem like they have, like, girl issues they need to deal with, you know, it's not like every villain is, like, the makeup monster or, you know, has a ray that gives girls zits or something like that. Like, it seems like they're fighting, you know, the regular rogues gallery you would expect them to fight, which is, you know, cool. Uh, definitely higher propensity of seeing female villains, which also isn't a bad thing because, you know, DC has some great female villains. It's just a a pet peeve of mine. I just, I wish these characters could be allowed to just be awesome characters on their own without having to separate them from the boys. I don't know, that's, that's just my two cents. Next,
1: we have Victor and Valentina <laughs> <laughs> in 2019. So this
0: is a show I haven't seen, but have I've have wanted to see this show. This looks like a really cool show. It's been on my list. Um, it seem, it's it's, it's uh, basically about two brothers who I, I believe they go to Mexico and they, they rediscover, or, or one brother lives, it's maybe they're cousins, so yeah, I think that's what it is, sorry, I obviously haven't seen the show, but one character lives in Mexico, one character is from the U.S. and is visiting, and they explore a lot of uh, like Mayan and Aztec mythology and things like that. Uh, it's apparently very cool, uh, it's good representation, it's always great to see more of that in kids' shows, um, and the art style looks really interesting, so I, I, I have been meaning to see it, and, and maybe this will be a show that Katie and I watch together
1: been so long <laughs> continuing on we have Mao Mao heroes of pure heart I don't know I'm seeing like ads for this
0: thing it looks cute I guess it was it's like it's like a, like the like the Chinese looking cat right is that what that is
1: that sounds like now probably now. right because meow meow yeah. makes me think yeah, of I cats think of and also communism yeah
0: it's like cats in communism yeah it looks like a, like a samurai cat uh, having samurai cat adventures yeah I, it, it's definitely if it was not a, for me but if
1: it was a communist samurai cat I'm in
0: <laughs> So something tells me that it's not you, you know, explicitly said to be a communist I mean,
1: dang just,
0: just just doubting it just kind of doubt
1: <laughs> shame
0: wait okay I'm looking at the characters Main characters, Mau Mau, full name Mau Mau Mau. (laughs) What?
1: That gives me. That's the wildest thing. That gives me vibes of she read Catra's full name. Let me find it. (laughs) You're right! Uh, where is the full name? Ah, yes. The full name is. Or Catra's last name is Catra Meow Meow. (laughs) And her middle name is Applesauce. So it's Catra Applesauce Meow Meow.
0: We need to talk about She-Ra one day on this show because She-Ra is Our queer
1: correspondent will be invited to that one.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll bring in our queer correspondent for She-Ra because she
1: has so, Uh So that name is still better. So, but if only it was communist. Next, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? In 2019 until 2019 it lasted a oh. month.
0: I don't yeah. think I saw that variation of Scooby-Doo. Um, you know, there's always going to be a new Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo's kind of like Ben 10 in that way, is that there will always be a new Scooby-Doo series until the sun burns out, and one in ten will be good.
1: <laughs> it got 13 episodes.
0: Ooh, probably wasn't that one. That was not the one in ten.
1: <laughs> Next, though, we have a good show. Uh, we have Infinity Train, which premiered in 20- 2019, it moved to HBO in 2020, it just finished its third and. In- probably final season
0: (laughs) so i i recently convinced katie to watch infinity train over the holidays so i'm once again going to leave this to them to to tell us a little bit about infinity train because i've been talking a lot and katie's thoughts are going to be the freshest on the series
1: (sighs) in the same vein as over the garden wall it's a disney not disney we're on Cartoon cartoon network it's a cartoon network show that makes you go this is for children especially in the third season the third season like what the this isn't for kids
0: (laughs) oh my god third season what the heck
1: guys (laughs) oh the end i will not say anything because i hope our viewers watch it and the third season the ending i had a moment because it's just there's no good words to describe just how much i wasn't expecting what happened um, but yeah, it's it's more in a sense three loosely tied together miniseries so you, they have ten episodes each each one has a different central character, and the plot is all loosely tied together about the infinity train Shocking an f, which is a we train
0: that the way each one has a different central character it's each season not each, each episode. sorry each
1: season um. It is all loosely tied around the infinity train. And the concept of the infinity train is it is a train in another dimension in which people end up on in order to fix their problems. It is a therapy train. <laughs> all <laughs> the of the therapy, therapy, therapy train. train choo-choo.
0: To choo-choo.
1: <laughs> uh, the first one centers around... Uh... God, I've forgotten her name now tulip it centers around a girl named tulip who is a troubled young lady whose parents have just gone through a divorce and she's very mad that her dad forgot what weekend coding camp was uh so she can no longer go so she attempts to run away and ends up on the train uh she immediately runs into a robot companion named one one who is one of the best things one one has two sides glad one and sad one and i love sad one shocking uh, there's also a corgi Bad companion. That one, one is a vibe. It's also a corgi companion.
0: Atticus, king of the corgis. Yes,
1: yes. Um, His and royal
0: it, highness. It's royal.
1: And it's all about Tulip attempting to really get off the train. But you, in the first season, you don't understand how the train works. It, you really gotta wait to figure out what the hell's going on. And each car is different and wacky like there's one just full of ducks there's one that's like you have one that's a maze where like the colors change and like someone solves it based on the fact that they are colorblind so they are able to see a color no one else can see because two colors just look the same to them um so they you get these wacky plots where people are going through these weird things you have like alvin dracula a deer with superpowers so many um (laughs) but it's existential therapy a little bit of like the abstract the other word that's escaping me at the moment um and it's in that concept of things that cartoon network is good at (laughs) also Tulip, and the main character of the second season, MJ, are both voiced by Ashley Johnson. We stand Ashley Johnson in this house.
0: Katie loves Ashley Johnson.
1: I do. But it's a very good, short, shorter show. um, And I am very sad. It has almost certainly been canceled for a fourth season because it got too dark.
0: Which is weird to me because now they, you know, for for season three they made it clear, like, this is a max original, um, which is probably because season one and two were already really pushing it for Cartoon Network. Like, I can't imagine going from an episode of Teen Titans Go to an episode of Infinity Train and just being shoved right into existential self-examination. I mean, as a kid, that would have given you such whiplash. Um, So it probably was a smart movie. It's It's definitely a series that... Would th- that thrives on a, a platform like a streaming platform where you don't really have to worry about a core demographic but with that in mind hbo um, you can have whatever you want on hbo it doesn't matter that season three's ending probably scarred any child still watching and definitely scarred me a 22 year old watching I, it, yes. it's intense oh god oh my god it was just you don't you don't expect the, it guys it's similar to over what the. happens yeah it happens.
1: it's very much in the same vein of over the garden wall where there's fun it's quirky in design but it's it has some statements in it infinity train definitely has more statements in the concept of like people have different problems and need. People need to find ways to work through them in their own way. Um, right. Which is, it's a very nice message, but God, as it goes on, it keeps you on the edge of your seat because you don't know what's happening. That's a core idea. Is similar to "Over in the Garden Wall." You don't know what's around that next corner, and like, if there are dangers, if things are safe, if the characters are gonna die, <laughs> like they I mean, or if, even firmly if the push totally you to think, bad. yeah. They firmly push you I mean, to that's... not know morality and not know the dangers of situations.
0: Right. I mean, I think you know when, when Katie said that this is a that this is a therapy train. You know, they they weren't just making a joke there. Like this is a show that I think you very much read as a metaphor for therapy and for mm-hmm. self self help and exploration of your own character. Um, it's it's definitely a show that you watch and you wonder why would i get on the train like what would mm-hmm. what would compel me to go on the train and what would i have to do to improve myself to get off the train
1: yeah um, and so this it, is certainly a show we will dive into more so i'm attempting not to spoil a lot within this yes let's not talk too when much we do about our it. when we do our dive in that is not spoiler free <laughs> that will be unspoiler no, free
0: no when we right, when we do our dive in See see the show before you before you join our dive in. It's another mini series, uh, sort of. It's got you know three seasons, but each one is mini series length. So
1: minutes. So you're looking at six hours total, I think.
0: Yeah, something like that. It's it it's is very, if you're
1: bingeable in depending on how much free time you have. If you're me, it is bingeable in three days.
0: I I think your average person could and probably would get through it in about two weeks. Um, yeah but watch an episode a night episodes
1: a night yeah watch an an episode a night you're done in a month i feel like
0: most people watch two.
1: yeah see yeah done in two weeks yeah but
0: so in any case watch it before we do our deep dive because we have feelings (laughs) i
1: nearly cried
0: (laughs) i did cry many times
1: (laughs) (laughs) one of us is not a robot (laughs)
0: just thinking about it go to go to the next one before the next one is
1: power players which premiered in september of 2019 do you know anything about power Players? i don't
0: i've never even heard of that
1: next is steven universe future which premiered in 2019 and ended in 2020
0: we will like like katie said we're gonna do an episode of steven universe future because we have a lot of feelings
1: did we Um, watch that together
0: we did we did watch several episodes together
1: i was trying to remember Um, how we did it we
0: by being did on have feelings.
1: I think we did the thing um, we yeah, always it's... do. Yeah, yeah we had play, feelings play the same
0: time. It's it's um, definitely the more adult cousin to Steven Universe. Um, again, a
1: lot less It's fun. therapy?
0: It's a it's a big therapy show. I think Cartoon Network's going through some issues and is using its shows 100%. To, uh,
1: to get God, that's exactly that oh cartoon network's a moody teenager in these therapies the era we're in i
0: I think that's it because right it's probably you know it's it's now you know in its early 20s it's it's graduated from college and is wondering what's next so cartoon network we're here we're here for you um in any case if you if you liked steven universe you'll probably like steven universe future it's the same characters same world if you you know if you've gotten to know and love these characters you're going to want to see it to its conclusion but keep in mind, this is not the fun action-adventure-episodic-takedown-monsters show that Steven Universe is, it's, we're gonna talk about some heavy stuff every episode, and you're gonna sit there and watch it, no matter how and uncomfortable you are.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be slow. <laughs>
0: it is slow. There's a lot of effort epi- for a mini- <coughs> excuse me- um, for a mini-series, there's a lot of what feels like filler, which is a shame. Um, And it does feel like it's sort of treading a lot of the same paths, like to the point where I almost wonder if it just should have been another movie. Like, I know Mm -hmm. it came right on the heels of the Steven Universe movie, but I feel like they really only had maybe two hours of, like, pure content and did not need to stretch it out for that extra, like, half an hour that I think it had.
1: It feels as though cartoon network pushed rebecca sugar to make a sequel series to follow up the movie and she did not want to and heart was in it but a different amount of heart the movie was yeah, brilliant i, mean, yeah. I think the movie unfortunately really the fact that the movie was brilliant for a cartoon movie was not the best for this uh for the sequel series
0: yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think there was def this was definitely felt less like a labor of love and more like okay, we've been told we have to do this. Let's explore the next logical step for this character, and unfortunately, the next logical step for this character is kind of depressing, um, which is yeah. fine in and of itself. It's just it didn't need it had like well like 22 episodes
1: like it was it, it was, was a full series it wasn't yeah it was series. a full two season two seasons so it's a full series yeah and they're longer right. if i'm so correct it, they're not just 11 minutes they're like it's sure like they were.
0: I mean, maybe maybe, maybe they,
1: are. they are we'd have to double check um, it's been a while
0: we'll, we'll it's either they're 11
1: minutes or they're 11 minute half segments i can't remember
0: may, may, right, i think it's 11 minute half segments and there was there was two that aired every every drop every week um but it 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 definitely doesn't feel like it's pointless. Like there is definitely a, they 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 definitely did their best with what they've been given. It's just it's it's a lot of episodes to say one central thesis. Unlike the original series, which would have something new to say in basically every episode. I mean, there were themes that would come back. But Steven Universe Future is one big theme, and I won't spoil anything for for that except that it's you know it's. It's about, it's about what happens after a hero's journey comes to a close and how the hero reacts to that. Um, but, that is, but that is the whole series and, it's yeah. mo- and the supporting characters really are supporting characters in it, unlike the original Steven Universe where many of them felt like fully fleshed out main characters who had their own arcs and journeys. Steven Universe future is all about Steven, for better or for worse.
1: In some areas it's reminiscent of how we feel about the Animaniacs reboot. <laughs>
0: You're, you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. In the in the same way as you know, Animaniacs felt the pressure to be political. In the same way that Steven Universe Future felt pressure to be deep and existential and therapeutic, in ways that parts of the original series were, but not all of it all the time.
1: Yeah, but we will dive into that fully at a different point.
0: Yes, we will. We, we will, will talk about on. That more later.
1: This is the last show that has premiered so far. It was Thundercats Roar, premiered in February 2020, entered in December 2020. I didn't know know we rebooted Thundercats twice. No, I watched the other Thundercats. I did not know they rebooted it a second time.
0: Ah, I see. So as a Thundercats fan, question mark, how do you feel about this?
1: I mean, I see why they would have rebooted thundercats at that point because this is just after she-ra had massive success rebooting into netflix i can see why cartoon network go we had a mediocre success rebooting thundercats once, very similar vein to he-man she-ra 80s cartoon i mean it, it was in that category um, so I see why they would want to reboot it. And I see you could do a good reboot, like she However, this one apparently was not. <laughs> I will oh, oh, no. read the reception. Oh. On the wiki. The series was first revealed in a trailer in May 2018, and was met with immediate backlash. The trailer has been hated oh. by many fans of both the original series and the 2011 reboot. The series has been criticized for its art style, characters' utter stupidity, Villains' extremely creepy designs. Excuse me if they're creepy. That's fun. And comedic tone. Drawing unfavorable comparisons to Teen Titans Go! And OK KO Let's Be Heroes. Oh, no. Uh, it also had a crossover titled Teen Titans. Roar! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> wow. That just sounds bad. Okay. Um. So, I think it was trying... My guess is it was trying to play off the success there's been for 80s reboots right now and oh my god looking at the art style oh my god oh jesus is this un- unappealing uh yeah yeah this is gonna be a time we will uh use our favorite thing called the share screen function which all share youtube will to see share this screen. uh they are
0: oh oh that's so ugly.
1: odd uh, they're very bulky. There's little to no detail. Like- they don't. Yeah, they don't look like the fierce cat words. They're much more human.
0: They're like lumpy. They look lumpy. They don't. They, the original Thundercats like kind of looked like they were you know Tom Hooper's cats in kind of a creepy way. But like they, they I could tell what they were trying to be. Those guys do just look like okay KO characters which is they say, like, yeah. we now form the aliens
1: it's missing it's completely missing the aspects that made Shira reboot good which was very solid character design lots of thought this looks minimized so it can be rapidly produced and thrown out yeah and it it looks like it doesn't take anything that would bring nostalgia from the '80s cartoons. Yep. Yeah. That, that I all, that I see about right. I see what went wrong. Um. Okay. Well, we ended uh, Cartoon Network's current series on a very bad note. We will briefly look into the future, I guess, because I have a list of the next things premiering. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! I have to set the cartoon time machine to future first.
1: Okay, please set it
0: to me. Okay, now we're in the near future.
1: I think it needs some WD forty on its joints.
0: No, that's how a time machine sounds, Katie. <laughs> God.
1: Well, the first one, the first thing premiering, we already talked about a little bit. We have wee baby bears. Like baby Be- bears—they bears. look adorable. That's all I care about. Uh, Elliot from Earth don't know about it
0: sounds unicorn, like type thing
1: maybe unicorn warriors eternal
0: all right that sounds rad i'm not gonna lie that yeah. sounds pretty
1: awesome excuse me this one's a long one the heroic quest of the valiant prince Ivando. wow that's a lot <laughs> it is a mouthful. Tiny Toons Luniversity. We have another reboot of Hanna Barbera. Okay. I I have heard about that, and I've heard no good
0: things from everyone who loved the original Tiny Toons. I was an Animaniacs kid, not a Tiny Toons kid, so I don't have a I don't have a, a horse in this race. But as as the children say,
1: the but, only uh, thing that will forever be cemented in my head that is from Tiny Toons don't is what do you think I'm gonna say? Fine, say it. I was going to say, the They Might Be Giants song, Istanbul. <laughs> There's an episode in, based on the Tiny Toons characters in it, I'm pretty sure. And that's how I learned of the song from them. And now I have Istanbul and Constantinople stuck in my head.
0: <laughs> but did it get rid of potatoes and molasses?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm good. sorry to potatoes and molasses. I thought really to the
0: water go down the whole thing. That's what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> go
1: down to no that does get stuck that that is memorable but bad yeah next unlimited right. squirrels
0: <laughs> that's that's too many squirrels i don't know what that is but i just already unlimited
1: squirrels, squirrels.
0: I just think you that like Palpatine voice. Unlimited
1: <laughs> squirrels. The show centers around Zoomy and an unlimited ensemble of squirrel friends who help Zoomy navigate new encounters and learn cool things along the way.
0: All right, each episode. Like a lot of fun. I'm 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 here from <laughs> little
1: Each episode will feature big stories, big facts, squirrely songs, and acorny jokes to keep young kids amused and stocked with an unlimited supply of fun facts and giggles. All right. I like the look of the cartoon style. It's very rough. I, I, I'll look it up. It Unlimited the squirrel is Squirrels. very minimalistic, and I'm kind of here for that. Its eyes, however, are oh, just wow, black that, circles are, staring, staring into my oh, it was soul. Oh, based on
0: a kids' book. That makes sense. Mm. Unlimited. Does this is still in the kind of series that would be that would be a, a kids a, a kids book originally. Okay all right let's uh, so those I'll give, I'll, i'm up for that
1: so those are all coming out in 2021 next we have two tBAs we have bat wheels
0: wait at wheels
1: bat wheels okay like the batmobile bat wheels
0: oh bat wheel what I, I said at wheels
1: No, bat wheels oh
0: oh yes no i know the i i know of the bat wheels show yeah that's the That's the thing they literally parodied in the Teen Titans Go movie, where they were joking about how dumb it would be if they made a TV series about a Batmobile. And there was some person watching that movie who worked at Cartoon Network who knew they just greenlighted that show and were just cringing internally.
1: (laughs) It's for preschoolers. And the last TBA is the uh, show for Lucas the Spider, the adorable animated spider from YouTube.
0: Nope. I don't, I don't care. I've never seen the adorable animated spider. I don't, know, I don't care how adorable it is. I don't like spiders. So,
1: we'll not watch that. It just wants friends. That's fair. I don't care. So those are the upcoming...
0: It can, it can go uh, die like Charlotte in Charlotte's Web. I don't, I don't like spiders. Whoa. Hot take.
1: <laughs> well, those are our uh, upcoming Cartoon Network shows. So technically we've listed almost every Cartoon Network show in existence. In these last wow. four episodes, how'd you Guys, feel? Guys,
0: thank you for coming with us on this miraculous journey through Cartoon Network history. This miraculous, history. like
1: six-hour journey.
0: Wild, just wild. I mean, I think I think we've seen a pretty a pretty clear transition from those early days when there's sort of that nostalgic replication of early Hanna-Barbera Looney Tunes into that more wacky adventure, kids rule kind of vibe. Uh, into that sort of darker period of the live-action series and the more boy-oriented things, and then coming right up into the present day with the more surreal, existential, adult-facing series. Uh, it's definitely been a ride. Cartoon Network has, has never had a really strong singular identity, um, and in some ways that's been a good thing because it's, been, it's allowed these individual shows to flourish with their own styles and their own messages and their own audiences. Um, you never quite know what you're going to get in Cartoon Network, so I'm excited to see what those new shows are going to have to offer. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, a few of them are going to become more more of our favorites one
1: day. It'll be interesting to see. not specifically
0: those that you listed, but I...
1: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how Cartoon Network's identity proceeds within the next few years, specifically, I think, because their darker shows seem to be more on HBO Max now. Because we also, we didn't talk about it, but there is the Adventure Time second series, which is on HBO Max.
0: That is true. Uh, Obsidian. Yes. I have not seen, but any series (laughs) called Obsidian, I'm just
1: going to assume is darker and
0: edgier than the original.
1: (laughs) So it feels like Cartoon Network, well known for kind of that darker, edgier stuff, might be pushing it to their HBO Max side. We'll see.
0: Which which I think is, is a good thing for them. I think there is it is good that Cartoon Network is gonna give its creators a platform to explore that darker, edgier side, uh, without needing to go on to adult swim because there as Over the Garden Wall and Infinity Train have shown us, there is there is room for more adult oriented animation that isn't adult animation. You know, that mm-hmm. isn't raunchy humor. It's just Sophisticated humor, it's yeah. or not even humor at all. I mean, <laughs> Over the Garden Wall has moments of comedy, but I would not call it a comedy. Absolutely, it's certainly not. the same for Infinity Train. Yeah, which is no. rare. which is very rare for an animated series. Most animated yeah, absolutely. series are comedies.
1: So I hope that, in a sense, that just though they'll mostly probably be HBO originals technically now, that these animators who have worked for Cartoon Network get the opportunity to take these darker things, these experimental I think is an important thing that Cartoon Network loves. Yes. And have a chance to be dark, experimental to the maximum capacity with less oversight that's required in cable. Because there's more guidelines for cable, of course. Right. Um, And also not be as scared as ratings. Uh, So... It'll be interesting to see there's some things we'll dive deeper into about Cartoon Network that are interesting. We have more opinions on, but I think it it's nice to look at a streaming or not a streaming service at uh be able to look at a network and see how they've developed an identity, especially one as young as Cartoon Network because it's only what oh it's probably almost thirty now. <laughs>
0: Well, i mean in terms of the originals i think the first originals probably came on the scene in like what 95 so it's probably only like yeah. thirty five years old
1: so you it's interesting to see in how young cartoon network is eventually we'll probably look into nickelodeon which is almost as young as cartoon network i'd say even more interesting than cartoon network to look at in some ways because it had a wackier Depends time of what kind of kid you were <laughs> uh disney which has such a long history so oh, oh, yes. <laughs> we'll see where we go from there's here in this time machine.
0: The time machine is always ready. It's always, always ready to go to whatever era we need. So we will, we will look forward to our future explorations, uh, of those other channels and also into some deep dive episodes, because as we begin continuing to say, there's a lot of, a lot of shows that warrant their own episode. Uh, so we will have to, to do some exploring in that. Uh, but for now, uh, it is time for us to say goodbye. I am Scarlet. I'm Katie. And we're your animates, and we will see you next time on our Cartoon Time Machine. Take care.